Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include the potential government shutdown, my interview with Sir Banks' Brian Crawford on how companies can best invest in employees, promoting longevity and success, and our rates treading water. Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, Bill. Built is powering smarter and faster money movement for the entire construction and real estate ecosystem, all while reducing risk. To learn more, visit getbuilt.com. As if lenders and vendors don't have enough other stuff to worry about, the budgetary standoff in the U.S. doesn't look like it will abate soon, raising the likelihood of the first government shutdown since 2019. Current funding for federal operations will end on October 1st. If Congress fails to reach a spending deal by then, thousands of federal workers will be furloughed without pay. Most experts believe the government shutdown will be temporary, and its wider impact will likely be limited. According to Morgan Stanley, the last 20 government shutdowns that occurred since 1976 appear to have had limited impact on the economy. As for bond prices, a shutdown may cause some temporary instability, but this is not a given. There's talk of a short-term, continuing resolution, providing funding until later this year, but federal agencies, including HUD and the Treasury, will cease to function normally. The National Flood Insurance Program, or NFIP, authorities also expire on October 1st. The Mortgage Bankers Association created a guide outlining how HUD, including FHA and Ginnie Mae, VA and USDA, would be directly affected by the furlough of government employees and the curtailment of agency operations. For the link to that, as well as latest employment opportunities and lender and vendor products and services, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show Sir Bank's Brian Crawford to talk about finding the right people for a company. He joined Sir Bank in December 2016 and leverages his 13 years of HR experience to lead the people function which encompasses human resources and talent acquisition. Prior to Surbank, Brian worked with and led HR and recruiting functions at various companies, mostly within the architecture, engineering, and construction space. His history and present focus includes building high-performing teams that enable organizational success through effective hiring practices, engaging in fulfilling culture building, and robust performance development programs. Today's topic is investing in people and your people at ServeBank. And it's obviously a broad topic and something that most companies hope that they'll do well. How do you know who the right people are? Yeah, first, thanks for having me on. Um, and that's the kind of right way to start this because the who we work with, you know, is absolutely the most important and impactful choice we can make. And so our company at ServeBank, we live and breathe and operate by our core values. And the first one is people matter, period. And so I'm not, I didn't just add an emphasis there and say, period, it really is people matter, period. That period is in there, unlike the rest of the core values. And so as an organization, finding people who buy in and are aligned with those core values is the best thing we can do to help the company thrive and succeed. So we have the right people on the bus, we can find the right seats for them. And that's where we experience our extreme satisfaction and growth. And so when we're looking to hire people, we're hiring for two things, aptitude and attitude. And so when I, when I say aptitude, what we mean is, Someone that has the ability to master the job and excel in it because they're smart and determined. And then more importantly, 
When I say attitude, it means that their personal core values are aligned with that of our organizations and that they'll operate within those core values and with those core values in mind when they become part of our group. And so we're really proud of our ability to hire from almost any industry and get people started in certain roles in the company. It allows us to really focus on the right person and teach them what they need to know in order to be successful. And, you know, I'll shout out to our L&D team. It's only possible because of them and the time and care they put into onboarding and training. And it's built on a foundation of best-in-class technology that enables these new team members to learn and access uh, the resources they need to be successful. And so we find someone that we know is worth investing in. And that's where the magic, man, okay, I was say, where the magic happens, but that sounds a little bit too cliche. Um, but I'm passionate about this stuff. So let's just say that's when people really start to shine and embrace the investment. And it's a two-way street where we're investing in each other and helping to start fill, the, fill these people's tanks and helping them grow excellence with our company. Yeah, you mentioned onboarding and training, and obviously the process doesn't stop at hiring. What does it mean to you to invest in your people? Yeah, we, we know we're hiring people from all walks of life at different stages of their life, from different types of backgrounds. But we know because we took care to hire them that they're aligned with our core values and that we found someone special. So the, so the first step is to begin holding up our end of the bargain and creating a fulfilling work experience that you know, challenges each person to create excellence while doing meaningful work that supports their professional goals. I know I said we create a work environment, but again, a little bit of a misuse of words, that job falls on all of us as a company. We, we go in and we grow and improve based on the feedback and leadership from all corners of the organization. And one of our core values being inspiring leadership, we see this type of leadership and growth coming from anywhere, from a, a newly promoted supervisor who's got this new growth plan and training plan for their team to a senior leader who's been here forever. Um, you know, key though, not everyone wants the same thing and not everyone finds fulfillment in the same way. So we have a, a multifaceted approach to how we invest in people. And it might be helping to build connections that satisfy a sense of community with other, other team members, or it might be opportunities to learn formally with the L&D team or through a book club led by their department leader. You know, the beauty of Bank is that everyone's committed to living the core values and inspiring leadership. And it shows up in a bunch of cool ways, both informally and informally. Yeah, can you give some examples of things that have worked or worked well? Yeah, no, uh, I'll try to keep this somewhat short. It might be a long answer, so I'll try to keep it organized. Um, I'm sure I'll miss things, but I'll, I'll give examples and categories based on what we're trying to approach. Um, so first and foremost, as I said, we're whole people, and our sense of self isn't limited to work. You know, we're a diverse group of individuals, and like anyone else, we, we seek meaningful connections, and we want to be part of something. And so people need to feel like they belong and that their work environment is inclusive and recognizes who they are. So on that end, we have a People Matter Committee that serves this initiative and works to celebrate the unique cultures and raises the cultural competence of the organization through education, recognition, and celebration. And then we, we take that inclusion and belonging a bit further, too, um, and beyond just the uh, diverse backgrounds. And we have uh, folks at our company have organically grown some really cool, um, we call them our club program, where folks get together who share common interests. So it might be a a movie club for all our cinephiles, a golfing club for people in the area like to golf together, or a charity where people band together and um, find uh, common ground on giving back. And then, you know, people want to know that they're growing professionally and that the company in particular and their team and their managers care about their successes and goals. And so we measure this sort of engagement through surveys and we help enable each person's success through a performance development culture that's robust and a standard that ensures that check-in conversations with between a team member and their managers are happening at least quarterly for each person in the company. 
And so that, that means at least four times throughout the span of a year. And in most cases, more often, we're stepping back to have honest conversations and, and two-way dialogue on what's been going well, what could have gone better, you know, what obstacles might exist and how we might overcome them. Again, because we really firmly believe the manager's job is to help their team member overcome obstacles and achieve their, achieve their goals. And then how we're doing on achieving those person's goals. And so that also takes form of a stop, start, continue conversation that reflects on the relationship between the team member and the direct leader. Because we firmly believe that having these conversations once a year is not often enough. There's too few and far between. There's too many missed opportunities for impactful feedback. So we have a standard that it occurs at least four times a year, once a, once a quarter. Um, and then lastly, so I know I, I told you this might be long. Um, we also make things fun and find ways to ensure that people are recognized for their great work. So this can could take the form of friendly competitions with prizes for results, or it might be special shout outs and recognition, you know, and monetary bonuses for the rock stars of the month that we celebrate on our month end call. And then any person at any time of the, any day, any week can go on to our internet platform, SurfHub, and they can recognize a peer through giving them public kudos and telling and sharing with others how this person lived the core values. Um, and they can give stars um, that really give special recognition to certain individuals for going above and beyond or making an impact. And those are, one, something to be proud of, and they're bragging rights to get stars. It feels real good. And also, they're worth some actual money to redeem to our company store. And so those are, we try to hit it a bunch of different angles um, when we're approaching the, the whole person. Well, say someone is excelling in their role and they want to grow or progress professionally. What's that look like? Yeah. And so for first, I'll note that growth doesn't look the same for everybody. I kind of touched on that earlier. It's not always a linear trajectory into management, nor is that something that everybody wants. Um, people grow laterally and vertically as leadership and non-leadership. And so, and so our job is to be sure that when someone is really living the core values and putting in the effort, that something or someone is there to help guide and support them and provide resources along the way. And so I, I referred to our L&D team, our learning and development team earlier, and the excellent work they do with onboarding new hires, and their, their work doesn't stop there either. Uh, that team is heavily invested in creating career paths throughout different areas of the organization that are supported by actionable learning that help people grow along the path they desire. So again, the resources and the training needed to help people build up the skills and competencies to help them grow. And then, so this takes the form, can take the form of technical subject-based learning. It can also take the form of soft skill development and learning and leadership essentials. And so they're, that team's success is seen when they're able to identify needs and create curriculum or programs that support the development of the skills and competencies that are needed for organization and more importantly will help the people grow their tank and succeed and achieve their goals. And so I, you know, I think earlier I said something or someone is available to support them. And I wasn't only referring to LD. You know, I'm going to refer back to that one of the cores of our team member experience, which is the, the trust and accountability and transparency built between each team member and their manager. Um, it's just as important and perhaps not more important to know that the person who's directly managing and leading you is invested in your success. And so people really learn from that strong mentorship and guidance and that standard we set for how often we're connecting on these sort of uh, topics like professional growth and feedback. And so when your direct manager is attuned to your goals and desires, you have the, you have the ingredients for success. Well, let's bring it all together. How do you know if it's working or not? Uh, the, sh the short answer would be that we we measure results through engagement surveys. We see promotions and people um, transferring to other roles and growing their tank. 
And we also measure it through manager scorecards and we audit how well our managers are doing and helping their teams develop and succeed. Um, I haven't really given many short answers, so I'll keep elaborating a little bit here. And I'll say it's, it's astonishing how many people in the organization have grown over the years. And throughout all departments, if you poked around, you'd find people who started years ago in our customer care department and didn't know anything about mortgage, probably never even knew the word escrow existed before they started with the company. And they've grown in a new position years down the road, and they might be in a new leadership role or a whole new different realm that they had knew nothing about before they got here. Uh, we've got people in management roles who didn't know anything about mortgage, and now they're a leader in the default management group. Um, we're immensely proud of this, and we and we know it's only possible with proper investment in, into our people. And then, say back to the question of how we know it's working. We know we aren't perfect, and that new ideas come from everywhere, and this is a work in progress. It's a continuous improvement thing, and so we. We learn along the way through those surveys. Uh, we do engagement surveys quarterly. We do pulse surveys monthly. And we're constantly improving that feedback loop and auditing to make sure it's healthy and, and it's there that people who, if, if you're not getting what you need, you have an opportunity to raise the issue and share um, what you do need. And then if you are, we want to hear also what's going well. And so we, we do have mechanisms in place to ensure that we're listening in the right way too to ensure that feedback is happening. And before I let you go, what's the end goal with all this? We've we've talked a lot today, but but bring it home for us. Uh, yeah, we, so we know a few things for certain. For example, we know that development and investment doesn't stop when someone, I'm using air quotes, like reaches a specific goal. Um, the way I interpret that is that we don't stop learning just because we're in a leadership role or we've hit our first milestone that we're looking for. Um, for us to continue to be successful, our leaders need to be supported and have the tools and skills necessary to continue to develop their teams. And so in typical Surbank fashion, we're all in this together and we take a GSD attitude. And that's a, one of our informal core values. And get, we'll say get stuff done um, to create learning opportunities for our leadership team as well. So for example, um, we have manager forums dedicated to a mix of peer-to-peer -peer sharing, formal and informal learning and open discussions uh, um, with their peers in small groups of managers. We also have leadership development series that's led by our chief servicing officer, where he's guiding our executive team on a professional development journey on, on topics that make their way into development, developmental learning as lessons that are shared with their, with their team. So it kind of trickles down um, the knowledge gained there to each person's teams that they lead. And then lastly, we have this, I can't, I can't believe I didn't mention this earlier, but we have this extremely impressive women's leadership initiative. Uh, it's a group that was grown organically and continues to be run by women in senior leadership roles in the company. It might be one of our most successful examples of folks finding an opportunity to further our core values while very effectively reaching an engaged audience. And that audience isn't only women. We have uh, we just had a session earlier this summer on the topic of amplification, and I was there, and it was widely attended by people from all types of backgrounds, and not just women, uh, men, women, men and women. And it all and it all boils down to this. We don't choose to work, most of us at least. Most of us need to make a living to support our families or ourselves. But we do choose where to work, and we choose what we put into it once we're there. And so as a company, we strive to be, and I, I can say we are, a place worth working and worth the investment. And so by investing in our people and having people meet us halfway and be a part of their own development, helping us get better, and be an active participant in their own development, we know that it will create longevity make our customers and clients more successful and therefore help our company be better and create excellence. That's a great way to put it. We do choose where we work and we choose how much we put into it. 
Ryan, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate it, Robbie. Nice talking to you. Ahead of today's $48 billion two-year treasury auction, headlines to open the week revolved around increases in oil prices. That's evidence of inflation stickiness. Chinese developer Evergrande calling off talks with creditors as it appears headed for bankruptcy. And reaction to hawkish Fed remarks, which is forcing yet another reprice from markets. There is growing sentiment that central banks across the globe aren't done hiking rates, and treasury yields trended higher to open the week as a result. With the calendar turning to fall, the economy is facing a few headwinds, such as the run-up in oil prices, student loan payment resumption, an expanding auto worker strike, and a partial shutdown of the U.S. government. Every lender knows that mortgage rates remain above 7%, and housing data released over the last week highlighted another decline in builder sentiment. Housing starts fell 11.3% to 1.25 million unit pace in August, and existing home sales were down 0.7% in August, as low inventory, high prices, and high mortgage rates continue to weigh on sales. Hoping for lower rates? A recession would likely mean lower interest rates, but workers with stable jobs, which is most individuals, would want to take advantage of those low interest rates, causing home prices to rise faster. Initial jobless claims fell to 201,000 for the week ending September 16th, which was the lowest weekly reading since January. The JOLTS report indicated that the demand for new workers is moderating somewhat. However, significant layoffs are not on the horizon. Today's calendar is fairly busy and kicks off with the Philadelphia Fed non-manufacturing surveys for September. It will be followed by Redbook same-store sales, July house price indexes from S&P, Case-Shiller, and FHFA, September Consumer Confidence, August New Home Sales, Richmond Fed Manufacturing for September, Dallas Fed Texas Services for September, the aforementioned Treasury Auction of $48 billion of two-year notes, and remarks from Fed Governor Bowman. We begin Tuesday with agency MBS prices a few ticks, 30 seconds, better, and the 10-year yielding 4.50 after closing yesterday at 4.54%. The two years up at 5.13%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. When you go into court, you're putting yourself in the hands of 12 people who weren't smart enough to get out of jury duty. (laughs) Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, Built Technology. Built is powering smarter and faster money movement for the entire construction and real estate ecosystem, all while reducing risk. To learn more, visit getbuilt.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.